You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, I am Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Call games at WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we have Preview Friday as usual. It's Preview Friday time here at Locked On Pit. And I am joined by Andrew Moss, who is a Wake Forest alum, Wake Forest fan, also an NFL writer, analytics, he's into it all, film, he does a little bit of it all, I'm going to bring him on for unique perspective from the Wake Forest side, we're going to give our predictions, keys to the game for both sides, and all of that good jazz, all of it is coming up here on an ACC Championship Preview Edition of Locked On Pit. back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. Folks, make sure to leave that five-star review. We already know you're doing that, however, for us, folks. And thank you, as always, making it your first listen every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by Sonos. It is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Wake Forest alum, Wake Forest fan, a guy who writes about the NFL, does fantasy football, and certainly watches his fair share of tape, does analytics, does a little bit of everything. Andrew Moss. Moss, how are you doing today, man? Doing great. I uh, feel like I've gone into hostile territory a little bit. Yeah, you, you certainly have. This is the Locked on Pit podcast, of course, so we fire off tons of pit takes. Moss obviously is going to fire off a lot of Wake Forest takes. And Moss, I guess the first thing that everyone talks about when you talk about wake is who the heck expected them to be here i mean nobody right so i've I've, the previous years i thought they were better than the record showed and this year i think they're about as good as the record is Uh, i mean it would have been really cool for them to have made the playoff but uh, nobody's good this year so it seemed like it could have been their year Nobody is good this year, and I mean that. And it seemed like Pitt could have that too with Kenny Pickett and kind of everyone coalescing no, together. But nobody's good this year, especially not Wake's defense. Yeah, we'll talk about Wake's defense, and trust me, we'll get to that. That is, I think, a big sticking point of this game is Wake's defense. But let's t- let's talk about their offense first because the Wake offense has to be at least a bit of the forefront. I mean, it's their best lifeline to win. It's won them some games. Sam Hartman, though, is the guy that has been kind of the architect or the maestro of this offense, and he looks better than Jamie Newman did in this offense. He looks pretty solid. He's accurate. He can attack it to all three levels of the field. What's kind of your impression of Sam Hartman? In again, he doesn't need to be. You know, Kenny Pickett's going to be in the NFL. I don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. I, I'll talk about it later. But Sam Hartman, regardless of how he, good he is at the next level, he looks like a really solid college quarterback. So. I haven't gotten a victory lap that much on Twitter, but I've been banging the Sam Hartman drum since his very first start at Tulane uh, three years ago, four years ago, which is crazy because he's just still a sophomore, but his first start was three or four years ago. 
I always thought that Jamie was a little bit slow on the trigger and I being decisive, especially when you have uh, receivers like Jaquari and AT that can go up and get the ball, just being able to get the ball out on time and giving, giving the receivers a chance makes you effective. Actually, I think that Hartman's deep ball is not one of his best traits, but again, when you have two guys that are as good in the air as Jaquari and AT Perry, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and that's been a thing that kind of doesn't matter for Wake is they've also thrown a lot of deep balls and drawn a lot of defensive pass interference penalties and against Narduzzi's quarter scheme. I think that's definitely worrying. So I guess here's the thing. Uh, when you look at Wake's offense, I guess what's the sticking point? What's the, the signature thing? I think it's probably that mesh, that RPO mesh. And against Pitt, I think that could be a big issue, man. Yes, they, they run that slow mesh. I actually think they run too much. I was surprised. I was looking up stats before we came on, and they're over 50% rush. I know a lot of it is on the RPO. They, they're really effective, at least in the games that I watched. Uh, they had a pop pass option off the, uh, the inside zone with the tight end. That was doing pretty well, and sometimes they would use uh, Marin in there too in the slot running a seam. I actually think, especially against a team that's as quarters heavy as Pitt is, uh, Taylor Marin playing the Kendall Hinton role from previous years could feast underneath against linebackers. Yeah, and Pitt's kind of weird with that, but also the thing that Pitt has been killed by on the RPOs is those glance routes, those slant kind of skinny post routes. Western Michigan absolutely obliterated them on that, and there was even, hence the last week against Syracuse, of Syracuse having success on that. And as you mentioned from the slot Marin there, maybe having success out of the slot and, and AT Perry as well can kind of move around at times. And I'm, I'm think the biggest worry I have is just Pitt's pass defense, somehow guarding those quick rhythm passes and, and Hartman being so decisive and at least in the short to intermediate area, being so precise with his ball placement. I think that's probably the biggest worry I think coming from a pit side. And I think for Wake Forest, as you said, you kind of have to attack that, middle of the field, or if you get one of the safeties in man coverage, like you take that all day. No, I don't, I don't disagree. As soon as they're able to get people rotating down into one high looks, that's when they're able to start throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing overall. Now, Sam Hartman in in the passing offense are prolific. And I think give wake a, a big chance. I'll say this, this is just a general question. Kenny Pickett, Jornas, and these guys are great for Pitt. Wake's, Wake's offense, how good do you think they are? And do you think it's possible they keep pace with Kenny Pickett and this Pitt offense? I definitely think it's possible. I also think that – I don't know what, how many other fast-paced teams Pitt played this year, but the number of plays they're going to run, and they have three legitimate starting running backs. I can't, can't even imagine what it would be like if Kenneth Walker was still there. But between – Bill Smith and Turner. And I liked Ellison a lot. He's, he's got a little bit of power to him, a younger guy. Uh, I actually looked it up. He's uh, not as big as I thought. He's only 205 pounds, but he provides a little bit of power there too. And keep, being able to keep those three guys fresh uh, makes, the, makes it harder on the defense. Yeah, so Pitt, in terms of up-tempo teams, Tennessee was the big one, obviously. Josh How much Hickey, did they beat Tennessee by? Seven. Um, oh. They controlled that game for the so Tennessee jumped out to a pretty early lead on them. Then Pitt kind of put it on them, and Pitt led by two touchdowns late. Um, Tennessee scored one, but Pitt kind of shut the door on them. 
Um, so that one was was a good game, but that up tempo Josh Heupel offense might be something that Wake Forest can draw from. That that's a little bit different too because Hendon Hooker is just so much more dynamic than Hartman. Hartman has run a lot more, just like another ACC quarterback, Sam Howell, for someone that we didn't we thought was a good but not great athlete coming into the season. Who's gotten to run around a lot, and Wake has always drawn on that mobility with Newman and with uh, John Walford before. They would run a lot of empty. And they only have two plays out of empty. It's a quarterback draw on a screen, but they uh, would motion out to empty and run a quarterback draw a decent amount. They get the linebacker, uh, get to a six-man box. Yeah, it's something that Pitt's going to have to worry about, at least tackling in space. For the most part, though, Pitt did a great job of keeping Sam Howell in. But I think this Wake offense has many more weapons than Sam Howell had at his expense. Like, Sam Howell has essentially Todd Chandler and Josh Downs, and then everyone else is kind of a guy. I don't feel the same way about Wake's offense. I think Wake's a really balanced offense. Now, I do kind of look at that rushing attack that you talked about, the three backs, and what's a pretty decent O-line, I think, for Wake at least. Um, and I, I think it's it's an interesting thing because Pitt's been a great run defense. No team has run on Pitt this year really at all. Uh, even Syracuse last week, who leads the conference in rushing, Sean Tucker couldn't get anything going. Gary Schrader couldn't get anything going. So I do kind of wonder if they make them one-dimensional, if they make Wake Forest one-dimensional, how effective Wake will be overall. But they made Virginia one-dimensional, and Brennan Armstrong just diced them up. And, folks, we will continue to talk about that Wake Forest offense and a little bit about that Wake Forest defense here in a little bit. But first, I want to let you know about Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march on towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Make sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus. Again, use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Nick Farrell, Andrew Moss here talking Wake Pit. And Moss, we were talking a little bit about that rushing offense, about Wake. How about their offensive line? How do you think that offensive line kind of stacks up with everything? So I have no stats to back this up, but I think the offensive line has been a lot better in the run game than the past game this year. I think that that's actually one of my biggest concerns in this game, or in any game that Wake is playing against team with teams with more athletes, is keeping Hartman clean. As if, if you go back to his earlier starts when he was a little bit more uh, – a little bit less decisive and was under pressure a lot. His first, first, first couple starts uh, before then the season before Newman took over, uh, he was, would look really rough after a lot of pressure and could, was prone to making bad decisions. Yeah, that's, and that's something to note because Pitt, they're, I mean, their strength is their D-line. Um, so Kalijah Kansi, Hobbaball, none of these guys who are, are all ACC selections are definitely going to be, I think, big – kind of factors in the game for Pitt. I, I do think that when you talk about Wake, though, overall, just how effective do you see 
Wake, if they are forced to go one dimensional, I guess, do you think that 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 makes Sam Hartman, as you said, maybe he's a little less decisive. Does that make him more prone to turnovers and, and stuff like that? That could really shift a game like this. There are certain game scripts where I actually would prefer the one dimensional look. Uh, I can't speak to uh, what's going to happen in the pit game, but if both teams are, if Pitt is driving slower, Wake scoring quickly is not the end of the world because you're you're still having you're having less drives and you're, and I, I mean it it definitely is a worry if Pitt is Pitt's offense is on the field the whole time and the defense is going to get worn down. Their Wake is really really thin in the secondary, and they've had some injuries with Jasir and Luke Masterson who actually lived one dorm down from me freshman year, which is really cool to see him balling out this year. But I've definitely, uh, I'm not not as worried about Wake sco- not scoring if they have to be one-dimensional, but I am worried about uh, it turning into a track meet and the especially against Pickett, the defensive backs being just exhausted by the end of the game. Yeah, I think that's certainly something to draw on. Now, I think the one game that kind of caught me off guard a little bit with Wake was the Clemson game, where Clemson kind of came out, punched Wake in the mouth, and it seems everything was off for Wake. I mean, how likely do you think it is pit draws for maybe that performance? I know even Clemson 9-3, and three, they have a ton of five-stars, athletes, all that great stuff, but they really punched Wake in the mouth. Do you think it's possible at the very least pick and pull a little bit from what Clemson did and maybe stifle uh, some of what Wake wants to do on both sides of the ball. Pitt may be taking from Clemson, but Clemson took from Army. The Army game that was 70 to 56, where they ran for like 400 yards on Wake. I definitely think that gap discipline in the run game from the defensive line and the linebackers is some of Wake's weaknesses. You see it in literally every game. And I think that the fact that they were so effective on offense and they're able to force teams to have to abandon the run game and throw throw the ball down the field where Wake's best athletes are has worked to their advantage. So I mean, like, not that they've stopped a ton of people, but when they have gotten stops, I think that that's been a lot of it where they haven't had to worry as much about the run game and their lack of tackling sometimes. Yeah. Actually, think- even, even the defensive backs that like Luke is a really, really good tackler and just here is a decent tackler for, for corner. Yeah, so, you know, and you kind of talked about that. Like, overall, there's just going to be issues, I think, for Wake's defense, though, across the board. It's just it, – it smells bad when you have Pitt, who can run the ball. Again, the, the stats aren't all that gaudy, but in the second half of the year, Pitt's been able to run the ball with pretty good consistency. And then when you look at it as well, the passing game, Pickett and Addison and the rest of the crew need no introduction – I mean, if there's any hope, what does Wake have to do to, to maybe slow down Pickett and company? It, it definitely hinges on the health of the defensive backs. If they're healthy, I definitely think that Wake has a chance, especially, uh, I mean, they're going to bracket Addison, hopefully. Yeah. Hope, hopefully make Pickett. I mean, not not that Pickett has a slow trigger, slow process as he goes through, but having just making throw the ball to somebody else, even just in terms of what they're able to do in the open field seems like a, a would be beneficial for wake uh, so i i guess for for wake you know I, I you talked about that a little bit i think that wake is going to have trouble stopping addison because i've seen teams bracket him before and they just pit moves him around so much that you kind of have to figure out where he is 
And when he has been bracketed, the issue is usually other guys step up because Pitt has weapons like Jared Wayne and Lucas Crow and Gavin Bartholomew. And now the addition of Izzy Abandikanda out of the backfield as a really tenable receiver has been a really nice gift as well. Pitt's just kind of this team that is so dynamic offensively. It's just tough to slow them down. I guess when you look at Wake's defense, for a team like Pitt that has that dual capability to both grind yards out and keep them on the field for a while, but also score and say three plays on a 70-yard touchdown pass to whoever it may be. I mean, Wake, what weaknesses do you think Pitt would attack against Wake? Uh, I definitely think that I mean, the defensive backs outside of Travion Red and Jasir, and especially if they're not 100%, which at this point in the season, I'm not sure if they're going to be. Uh, it's a threat. I, and again, because the, they're so thin in coverage in the defensive backs, that uh, leaves a lot open in the slot. And I, was, I would notice that when there was a lot of motion or a lot of other commotion, there would sometimes be in the middle of the field holes where teams are exploiting and getting a lot of yards after the catch. I noticed that in the uh, what game? Syracuse game when we got diced up with uh, plays that felt like they shouldn't have, shouldn't have gone anywhere from receivers that were, they would use the, what's what the name of the motion when they motion from the outside to the slot. And it like, it gives a different look because then the, the guy in the slot steps up onto the line when there was traffic and in some of the tight splits, which I, you said that they will move Addison inside too against the slot defender. Like he's, he's a much better, Addison is obviously a much better athlete than Nick Anderson as, as good as he was last year and has been decent this year. Absolutely, and folks, we will continue to talk about this Wake defense against this Pitt offense. However, folks, I want to let you know about Built Bar. Folks, it's the holiday season. I know you like protein bars, but you need to have healthy and delicious protein bars, not just healthy protein bars. I got the one for you, Built Bar. Let me let you know about this. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors. Trust me, you will have a hard time choosing. There's raspberry or mint brownie. You can have either or. Cherry or double chocolate. Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle out all the holiday shoppers. And you can still get yoked while having a very, very tasty protein bar as well. And folks, listen. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it. And things could get out of hand. But I hope you're friends with Santa because Santa will give you a few Built Bars in those stockings. And with so many flavors, it'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. And trust me, just dip your Built Bar into some piping, hot cup of chocolate, hot chocolate, cocoa, whatever you might have. Give it a little dip there. Trust me, it'll hit the spot for you. And folks, here's what you got to do. You got to go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKS15. You'll get 50% off on your order. If you use our promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 15% off at Built.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And as we were talking about, you know, the athletes, Jordan Addison as an athlete, Pitt has the athletes in this game. Pitt has, there have been games where Pitt is obviously out-athleted. Miami, for example, those guys are just unbelievable athletes, Clemson. But Pitt, I think, has the better athletes in this game. And that's something. But also, I do think that Wake is kind of interesting in that it seems like they're often in the right place. They just either the second level is often not in the right place, but it seems like the secondary can be in the right place. And yet sometimes they can just get out 
athlete, as you said. I, I don't think they're a badly coached defense completely. But coming down to their run defense, do you think the issue is mostly on the second level or is it, you know, the D-line not keeping those guys clean? How can, you know, what's what's hit on them a lot more? Is it inside zone? Is it outside zone? What is it that has kind of given them issues? They don't tackle very well. I think, uh, and especially with teams that run zone, and which, which is it? So Army obviously doesn't run zone, but there were a lot of teams that are even when, like the, I was at the Duke game, even the Duke game, some of the inside and outside zone looks that Duke would give just the fact that people were in space and that they would have to make semi open field tackles in general, that hasn't uh, gone Wake's way this year. Yeah. And, and that's something Pitt runs a lot of in, inside zone. Um, their team that does run their fair share of gap stuff, but Pitt runs a lot of inside zone. That's kind of their bread and butter actually. So I would expect that to be something big. And Pitt has a trio of backs, Rodney Hammond, Vincent Davis, and Israel Banikanda that are kind of troublesome. And I guess, is it when you look at overall the type of backs that have beaten Duke, is it every different type of back? Is it speed backs? Is it a blend of both? Is it more power backs? I mean, Pitt has all three if they wanted to. Izzy's a, a track champ from uh, and New York. And Vincent Davis is kind of a small guy that's 5'8", 170, but he's shifty. And Hammond's a dude that is a stallion and just fights hard. And, and he's got power. And he's kind of, you know, this 5'9", 205 guy that runs hard but also can juke you out of your shoes. I mean, how, how can you stack up against those trio of running backs? So I think that the home run speed is still the biggest concern. It, it's been the biggest concern of all the – I mean, throughout Wake's – the tenure of Wake games that I went to when I was there and until today. So one of the issues that Wake has recruiting is that they also have to recruit highly academic kids in addition to, I mean, I think that this is a unique problem for Wake, Northwestern, Vanderbilt in power five, but it's not that they're not getting hats on the ball. They often are getting hats on the ball, but they clearly are playing really hard, but they're just not bringing guys to the ground. And when you have a guy with breakaway speed, if the first guy doesn't bring him on the ground, there might not be a second guy might be just gone yeah that's kind of what a Banny candidate can do he's a he's a home run hitter when he wants to be and Pitt's probably going to get him his fair share of I guess touches if you will now one last question I want to give before I want to get your overall thoughts on the game and kind of a prediction and everything Kenny Pickett is obviously great what are your kind of impressions as Kenny Pickett as a Wake fan when you've watched him and, and kind of what do you think Wake can do? Do you think Wake can maybe rattle him a little bit and potentially get him off his game, which he hasn't been off really all year? Uh, the, the key to key to beating Pitt is, especially when in passing situations, is you're gonna, just going to have to get pressure. Uh, they're just uh, – both Royd is just going to have to get there. There's no, there's no other way to say it. And if, if they have to blitz more, then they may have to blitz more. But they're, they're, they're going to have to get them on the ground. They're going to have to knock them down. And you, it just can't be a quick passes to Addison all day or three-step, hitch, hitch, hitting Addison on that 20-yard uh, end. Just we can't have that happen. And yeah, uh, when Wake has won on defense, it's been getting pressure and then letting the defensive backs who largely have good ball skills just go up and get the ball. Yeah, so that's that's the thing about Pitt is their O-line has been much improved. I think that's been the big part of also what's kind of, aside from the ascension of their other guys, has been kind of the thing that's made them, I guess, work. And, and Pickett's had time to really throw the ball at a high level and throw it downfield. 
and the explosive play element of this is going to be something that's big. All right, Moss, I'm going to give you this. What's your prediction? How do you see this game playing out? You think Wake can get it done? Are they going to get that ACC title? I'm certain this game is going to be a track meet, and the X factor hopefully in this game will be the team that gets the ball last and being able to kick a long field goal. So let's, uh, I think that Wake is going to win it on a Steve a field goal. Let's go with uh, 41-38. Okay. Okay, I think that Pitt, they match up kind of well against that Wake defense. And Pitt's been able to get the key stops usually when they've needed it. And that's the thing. Pitt's been timely this year. They've been clutch on both sides of the ball. And there's good things that showcase to me Pitt should win this game. Uh, It's going to be close, though, and I agree with you. I think this one's going to be a track meet. I'm going to take Pitt 45-35. I think it's going to be a late touchdown where Pitt just kind of grinds the ball out and, and, you know, they're up maybe a field goal late and and everything kind of just grinds out for Pitt. And I'll take them 45-35 overall. Moss, it was great having you on, man. Tell people where they could find you and and all that. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at NFL Sharp Tampa. And trying to think where else. Really nowhere. Uh, I do some NFL content for the uh, FF astronauts, but I haven't been lately. I've been working on uh, my own personal DFS stuff. Hopefully that'll come out at some point. And folks, make sure to go check out Moss's content post a ton over there does great work make sure to check it out at nfl sharp tampa doing great work over there hopefully pick gets the win i know he and i will be talking tons of trash on saturday to each other it's going to be a fun one for wake and pit fans down in charlotte i'll be down there in charlotte as well calling the game for wpts make sure to check it out if you want to listen to us on the student radio station and folks we also We'll be back here on Monday, always recapping this game. Hopefully, Pitt bringing home some hardware from Charlotte along with them and a Peach Bowl invitation with it on the line. As always, thank you for making the Lockdown Pitt your first listen every day, folks. And listen, I need you guys to make your second listen Locked on Bits. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bits, hosted by you or by Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Folks, before we go to Charlotte, let's do the usual Thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.